This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by Senior Fun Buns, Brandon Funston. This, of course, is the Fantasy Fast Track podcast presented by Monkey Knife Fight. And we got a lot to discuss here as a waivers are hopefully going to yield bountiful fruits for your fantasy roster right now if you're struggling or you're just looking to add depth as you are marching closer and closer week by week to hopefully a playoff berth. And uh, before we get to our Fantasy Five today, which is, again, all waiver wire, let's focus on a couple of streaming options out there, Senior Fun Buns, for our listening audience. Give me a streaming defense of the week. Obviously, Denver's got to be at the top of the list because the Jets are just disgusting. <laughs> Denver is at the top of my list, but you know who is another defense that's right there with them? The New York Jets. Because why? Because these two offenses are the most generous in the fantasy world to opposing defenses, and they face each other, and this over-under is just over 40, or right at 40, and I think we both think that this could come in on the under. Uh, So... Not a whole lot of offense. Sam Darrell likes to throw pick sixes. Uh, Jeff Driscoll likes to take sacks. And we might even see Blake Bortles in this one. So either defense, I'd be okay with rolling out in week four. Yeah, this is a colossal matchup of suck. Uh, <laughs> as I've said before, you know, you're going to need an entire suitcase of beer. You're going to need to bathe in the tequila just to try to survive. I mean, this is a game perfectly crafted for hashtag tequila Thursday. So, yeah, I'm with you there. Denver, the Jets, you can pick up and play. The LA Rams draw on the Giants, who are struggling mightily right now, supposedly, especially in this post-Saquon era. Uh, they're largely available out there. And there are a lot of people that cut San Francisco. You know, even in, yeah. in some of those shallow leagues, and they get Philadelphia, you want to talk about discombobulated. They are, by definition, exactly that. Whispers maybe Carson Wentz's days are numbered, please, because I want Jalen Hurts into the lineup, and I don't know why I'm talking like a little wizard, but I am. Uh, but certainly, uh, Philadelphia, a team to stream against right now. What about a streaming quarterback of the week that you like? Well, how is it? not fits magic i mean (laughs) going against seattle has not even been close to the wrong decision yet uh and somehow i was just looking at the numbers in atlanta somehow allowed more fantasy points to the opposing quarterbacks in seattle but my god seattle is generous and i could see fits magic uh you know pushing 400 yards like every other quarterback that has faced him so uh there you go fits magic uh-oh, Fitzmagic. Yeah, I'm with you there, uh, 100%. He's at the top of my list. I, I kind of like Teddy Bridgewater, too, against the Arizona Cardinals at home. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo went over 20 fantasy points against this defense. Matthew Stafford went over 20 fantasy points last week against this defense. And in between, it was Dwayne Haskins, who does not count for anything. So Bridgewater could certainly go out there and chuck, you know, close to what Stafford did last week, 270 pair of touchdowns. That'll get it done in a pinch, for sure. And he's widely available right now. In Yahoo Fantasy Leagues. All right, we are again presented by MonkeyNightFight.com. And if you have no idea what on earth MonkeyNightFight.com is, go there right now. Use this promo code FTN. Plug that sucker in, and as a new user, you get a free $5 game on the house if player props are not available in your market. You know, if you have a sports book that's not legal where you can wager on such things, you can do it at Monkey Knife Fight. It's really easy to do. It's over under, it's more or less. You just kind of match them together, parlay them together. And if you hit two out of three, guess what? You cash. Or you go two out of two, or you can go as high as six out of six. 
So if you think you have an edge in fantasy, it's unlike any other DFS game. And there's no sharks in the waters. You're not going against other people that are light-up accumulators. You're going against the house at monkeynightfight.com. Go there now. And again, use that promo code FTN to get that special $5 free entry on the house. Right now, let's roll into today's Fantasy Five. Number five. All right, it is indeed the waiver wire episode for week number four. So starting off at number five, let's go to a three-pack of tight ends. And fun, so we got Jimmy Graham, who, man, I have disparaged so much because the Bears gave him $9 million <laughs> guaranteed, and all of a sudden he's actually living up to that, which is weird in these times. Nick Foles going out there, you know, dropping dimes all over the field. Bears coming back. Well, Atlanta, more like the Atlanta Falcons folding, collapsing, because that's what they're known for. But Jimmy Graham's getting it done. So you got Graham, 9% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. Mo Alley-Cox, who's got a couple of touchdowns already this season, 9% rostered as well in Yahoo Leagues. And then a guy that's you know not out there in a lot of deeper formats but still widely available in shallow leagues, Dalton Schultz of the Dallas Cowboys at 31%. Uh, right now, if I'm going deep league, I'm going Jimmy Graham over Mo Alley-Cox. I think Jimmy Graham... Is going to continue to draw the affections of one Nick Foles, who really zeroed in on him inside the red zone. And the Chicago Bears uh, have the Indianapolis Colts this week fighting uh, or facing those fighting Mo Alleys in that game. But I think Jimmy Graham has a really good shot, maybe totaling six to eight touchdowns this season based on the trends that we are seeing. And, of course, a change of quarterback there. Uh, but if I had a choice of all these, it's Schultz for me. And especially this week, Schultz continues to get a vigorous workload, vigorous target share. And this week, you get the Cleveland Browns, who refuse to defend the middle portion of the field, who refuse to defend uh, that short field area where tight ends typically like to operate. This could be a nice five, six catch game for him. 50 to 60 yards possible touchdown. Uh, he's really filled the shoes of Blake Jarwin quite nicely. Who do you like there? Yeah, I think you maybe have to look at this group sort of for the fantasy community as a plug and play for week four because all of these breakout tight ends are hitting. You know, Jonu Smith, Gasecki, Noah Fant. But Dallas Goddard got hurt this week, and he could be out, and so he was hitting as well. So that might be the the fantasy GM out there that's going out to look for a tight end this week. And I think you do basically look near-term with these guys, and Dalton Schultz makes a really good argument. If I was going long-term for the whole season, it's Jimmy Graham because it's such a narrow tree of targets there in Chicago. Now Tariq Cohen is gone. Uh, that could lead to more targets to Jimmy Graham's way. It's really Allen Robinson is the only one commanding a lot of targets. Anthony Miller, some of those other guys get a smattering, but Jimmy Graham could actually really be the number two guy in this offense in the passing game for Nick Foles. So long-term for the season, if you're somebody who's looking to pick somebody up for the long haul, I'm going Jimmy Graham. For the near term, I'm going Dalton Schultz. I can't believe it. Jimmy Graham is a thing. Number four. All right, moving on. Let's work in a couple of young bucks at uh, the wide receiver position. Uh, T. Higgins and Brandon Ayuk. And I'm going to give you my favorite of the two. Ayuk, 28% rostered in Yahoo. T. Higgins, just 5%. And believe it or not, I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengal here. You're going to have a lot of Nathan game scripts because of the shortcomings of this Cincinnati team. And A.J. Green is crumbling right before our eyes. Uh, a guy that I talked up this past week uh, failed me miserably. And he's just turned into a jag. 
at this juncture in his career, Tyler Boyd is the primary receiver for Joe Burrow, but he has eyes, too, for T. Higgins, who's been getting it done, finding some of those soft spots in coverage, especially in the short to intermediate field, and also inside the end zone as he scored a pair of touchdowns last week. I could see his role settling, ratcheting up here over the next several weeks, and you look at Cincinnati, you get Jacksonville this week. Yes, you get the Baltimore Ravens after that. It will be a tough matchup, but they're probably going to be scoreboard chasing. You get the Colts after that. That's an appreciable opponent there. Cleveland and Tennessee. So, you know, four of these next five matchups for Cincinnati, you would say are plus side, meaning uh, they're appreciable or positive matchups for T. Higgins. I think you're going to get some steady 50, 60, the occasional 70-yard result with uh, some sporadic touchdowns there mixed in. So at only 5% rostered, I think T. Higgins, and if you want to go fab on him, is worth a 5 to $10 bid this week. I prefer him more over Ayuk, who gets your boy Debo back here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and let's not forget George Kittle. So I could quickly become the third receiving option in a not very pass-heavy offense. I'm with you on T. Higgins. He's getting a lot of run right now. The snap count's basically pretty close to even with A.J. Green. And green does not stand for the color of money anymore. It stands for the green mold that uh, has accumulated (laughs) since he has passed his expiration date. So, um, yes, into his 30s, a couple years on the sidelines, not uh, doing him any good. I can see Higgins continuing to have his role grow for Joe Burrow, fellow rookies, uh, having kumbaya moments down the stretch for a Bengals team that should have to pass most weeks. So I'm going T. Higgins as well. Uh, Poor A.J. Green, resembling a moldy orange (laughs) at this point of his career. Number three. All right, moving on. Let's go to Brandon Funson's neck of the woods here and talk about one Carlos Hyde of your Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Looks like Chris Carson dodged a bullet. Uh, He got Gator rolled up on. Really just an egregious play uh, by the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, has a mild knee sprain, um, you know, probably 50-50 at best, may be able to try to gut it out this week, but more than likely he's going to sit in this glorious matchup on South Beach against the Miami Dolphins, uh, who've given up well north of four yards per carry. Now, Hyde hasn't done a whole lot here, Brandon. Uh, On 19 touches, he has yet to force a missed tackle. He's posted a disgusting 1.69 yak per attempt, but it's a next man league, uh, you know, in order, and he is the man of the moment right now, though Travis Homer is also going to be involved. I'm not willing to go more than 20 bucks on him uh, or 20% of my fab budget. I think he's a temporary fix. But given the plus matchup against those fins, somebody worth plugging and playing may give around 15 or so touches, and that could lead to maybe 60-plus and a touchdown. What do you think about Mr. Hyde? Yeah, I think 60 plus and a touchdown uh, is is right for Hyde going against Miami. I think that Chris Carson, even if he's available, I think they will try to not use him. Uh, This is the reason they brought in Carlos Hyde, because they didn't want to have to call Marshawn Lynch out of uh, his Cheetos commercial (laughs) retirement. And so they got Carlos Hyde in the advanced analytics haven't really shown on him yet, but I've watched these games and he looks, he looks pretty solid. And I think if he gets appreciable volume, he can help fantasy uh, GMs out for a week or two until we get Chris Carson back at full strength. I want beast mode. Let's go (laughs) feed him some Skittles. Let's rock. Number two. All right, number two here on our Fantasy Five list. Uh, how about a guy that was a breakout performer in week number three? Of course, I'm talking about Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings, eh? 
uh, play with a 12.2 average depth of target, 16.3 yards per target, averaging 20.4 yards per catch, and a very impressive 8.25 yak per reception, which is top 10 at the position. Uh, I love the schedule upcoming. You and I talked about it on our SiriusXM fantasy show uh, this week, Brandon. It is set up very nicely for him. He is clearly the number two uh, next to Adam Thielen within this Minnesota Vikings offense. And with all of those impressive numbers and some of those advanced analytics, I think at a minimum he's a wide receiver three rest of the season. I'd be willing if I needed wide receiver help. And right now, you know, Justin Jefferson available in 70% of Yahoo leagues. I would slap the wall for as much as 30 to 35% of my fab budget. That's how confident I am in the product from LSU. Your thoughts on JJ's. He's going to be dynamite rest of season <laughs> for fantasy purposes. Oh, I like that. I remember I remember good times. I'm that old. Uh, yes. But listen, are we sure he's not our number one guy? Uh, you might be underselling him at number two, but I, I agree with you. Everything else you said, love the upcoming schedule. I would slap the wallet for that much. And, and look, he's the number two. There's not a really a clear number three or anybody that's really barking uh, or looking at his heels right now for, for a number two role. So, I mean, he's, he's got a, a nice volume in the passing game opportunity for a team that cannot play as conservatively uh, on the ground game as they like because their defense stinks a lot more than they thought it would. So they're going to have to throw a decent amount. Sets up very well for Justin Jefferson opposite of Adam Thielen. I wish Jefferson could get more run in the slot, but he's such a good athlete. He can make do on the outside. Dynamite! Number one. All right, number one. Uh, really, maybe it's a 1B to the 1A that we might have just discussed in Jeff Justin Jefferson. Uh, Alan Lazard. And, look, I, I think Alan Lazard of the Green Bay Packers, a player that's right now rostered in 48% of leagues, if you're in a 10-teamer, if you're in a 12-teamer with a short bench, you got to fire off a handsome sum to acquire him, maybe half of your fab budget. That's how high I am on the Green Bay Packers wide receiver two. Now, obviously, he benefited with no Devontae Adams this week, but 15.4 yards per catch, 6.71 yak per reception, 12.0 yards per target, 11.7 A dot, and he finally has answered the question. Who is going to step up and be the second option for Aaron Rodgers? It's pretty clear. You know, you can make the argument for Aaron Jones, but I think, you know, in terms of the wide receivers and tight ends, it is one Alan Lazard. I don't think last week was necessarily an anomaly. I think he's going to continue to crank out at least wide receiver three numbers, and particularly this upcoming week and really the next several weeks. Uh, if you look at the Green Bay Packers schedule this week, they get the Atlanta Falcons, and then after that you get the bye at Tampa, at Houston, Minnesota. A couple of nice matchups really mixed into there here over the short term for the Lazard King. What do you think? Yeah, I think you said it with the finally answering the question of who's the number two, who's the guy that's going to step up between him and MVS. And MVS has those groundhog tendencies where he just sees his shadow and he goes back into his hole for a little <laughs> period of time, you know, and we saw that. That was the, that, you know, that game on, on Sunday night is representative of him. Just when you start to buy into him as someone that can help you, it just disappear. And he's done that in, those, in the last couple of years that he's been out there. But Lazard is always the guy that, I think you can feel good about a potential for five catches, 60 yards most weeks. And sometimes he'll give you a little bit more than that. But uh, I think he's the steadier and playing off of the Devontae Adams. I think the trust with him and Aaron Rodgers continues to grow. And I, I, yeah, he's, he's just got a much safer 
floor than MVS. Uh, unlike AJ Green, Lazard is indeed the green that is the color of money. So there you go. It all comes full circle here <laughs> on the Fantasy Fast Track Pod. And that is a wrap on today's program. Thanks again to our sponsors of MonkeyNightFight.com. Check us out on Twitter. Me, at Noisy Huevos. Him, at Brandon Funston. Drop us a rating and or a review. Really helps out the longevity of our program. And check out FTNFantasy.com, FTNDaily.com, and FTNBets.com. Use that promo code EVANS to get 10% off your subscription today. And also check out Funston's excellent work and his colleagues as well at The Athletic. Until next time, adios amigos!